and welcome to the Sober Bliss Podcast with me, Gail, and my amazing guest. I finally quit drinking for good in March of 2018, and one of the things that helped me was connecting with people on the same journey as me, hearing their stories and finding inspiration. No matter where you are on your journey to sobriety, I hope you enjoy listening to these stories and hope they bring you inspiration, joy and light so you can find your own sober bliss. Hi everyone and welcome to Sober Bliss. Today I'm really happy because I've got the lovely Jo with me and you probably know Jo from the wonderful blog on Facebook, Coins in a Jar. Hi Jo. Hi Gail, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, thank you for joining me today. Um, just in case anybody hasn't seen you on Facebook, can you just tell everyone a little bit about what Coins in a Jar is and about your story? Um, when I stopped drinking 15 months ago, I, I wanted to, I've always wanted to start a blog, but I never knew what to write about. So I thought um, a good way to keep me accountable and keep me on the right path was to start writing about my journey. And then I thought, how can I, how can I wake up every morning and actually feel motivated to keep going? So I decided to make a little counting system by just dropping any coin, a copper coin into a jar. And okay. that way, as the coins rose in the jar, I would get a sense of satisfaction that I had four days or five days, etc. Um, so it, it has nothing to do with money, really. It's just, just the coins were, were more or less just a, just a counter for me to see how many days I had. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. And did you do that every day? Do you still do it now? Every day. I did. I did it every day in the beginning, quite religiously. Um, mm -hmm. But now, now I don't. But I will. I will fill it up when I reach a big milestone of, for example, four hundred days or five hundred days. So I will. I will top it up um, accordingly. And I have changed to a bigger jar, which now doesn't. <sighs> which the coins seem really low in the jar, which is, as I say, a good thing because it reminds us that we have such a long way to go on this journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. You look at a. Yes. I was going to ask you about that, if the jar was like really full now and overflowing, <laughs> but you've changed. Not at all, not at all. It's a long, I'm actually looking at it now, it's a long way to go and it actually, it actually helps you realise that this is a lifetime of counting coins, so to speak. So <laughs> it's a good thing that it's not full. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I'll be really old. No. <laughs> So what made you um, decide to stop drinking then? Well, I, I never really decided to, to stop drinking. I, I, my life was kind of raveling out of control last year and, I, and the, the doctor told me I should stop drinking. And of course, oh, really? when somebody tells you to stop drinking, you think, you think they're crazy at first. Mm. Uh, but when I, when I re-evaluated my situation, I knew, I knew that that it was probably the right thing to do. So um, she she says that she said that I had to I, I should my drinking was way out of control and that I should stop that day. And I said no, I had some wine at home and I would finish it first. And and that's what I did. And I stopped I stopped the very next day. 
just so, like that just stop just, just like that yes wow wow so how was it for you then in the beginning um because obviously if it was a quite a quick decision there was hardly any planning or anything involved what did you do in the beginning apart from your coins to get through it Yes, there was no planning at all. I, I I dove I went right into the to the internet as we all do and I looked at blogs and I looked at YouTube and I reached out to to people on, in non drinking communities and mm. I joined this fantastic group called World Without Wine and I was invited to one of their workshops because of my blog. Mm. And they have a fantastic WhatsApp group and it's just fantastic to see other people's journeys and what they are doing and the, the group goes all day, the WhatsApps don't stop, and it's just it's just an amazing support, and I really, really couldn't have done it without a group like that. So um, that helped you then in the beginning, keep on track? Yes, it helped me incredibly in the beginning, and it still helps me. I mean, I don't, I don't look at it as much now, but, mm. but it's just knowing it's there, and, and when I feel like it, I'll go back into the messages and have a look at what people are saying, and it really... It really is amazing how how many people actually have a problem with alcohol that we, we you just don't know, and they probably didn't know either. Like I didn't know because mm. you know we think we think it's completely normal to drink a bottle of wine every day, but it's it's absolutely not. Yeah, and, um, yeah. that that what that was my major realization was because in South Africa the, the drinking culture is huge, and oh, to drink really? a bottle of wine. Yes, to drink a bottle of wine at a social gathering or two bottles of wine, I thought was completely normal. Yeah. But it's not. It's it's, it's not normal at all, and we, and we don't realize that until we step out of that. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So when you um you stopped drinking, you started putting the coins in a jar, and you joined these support groups. Did your life change in any other way? <clears throat> Yes, yes, I became I became much more, as my friend said, much more approachable, much more open, much more there. Yeah. Um, one of the most ama- profound things that that anybody ever said to me was my my very best friend when we had a barbecue one evening, and at the end of the barbecue, she said, "It was so nice that you were here this evening. We normally would lose you after an hour, and that." And I was like, really? And and that was just so true because after two or three glasses of wine, I would I would totally not be there anymore and not just not care about my surroundings. Mm. I often used to ask my husband, what did we do? What did we eat? Did we eat? What happened? What time did we leave? I found myself apologizing quite often to people because I had upset them. Yeah. And and yeah, but I I was always the party queen and the part and the wine person and everybody used to say hey joe where's the wine and and but but i i put that on myself i made that that name for myself and i was always the mm. one to party a lot and leave the lot be the last to leave and so my life is definitely quieter now yeah. and i can leave the party at nine o'clock or ten o'clock and go to bed and feel fantastic and not have to worry about what i did or did I upset mm. anybody so it's actually a huge relief. Um, yeah, yeah. To be That's the, it. To mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, what kind of reaction did you have then from friends in the beginning? You know, if they were used to you being the the party girl all the time, and suddenly you weren't, how did that? 
happened. To be honest, I think they were just as shocked as I was. Um, <laughs> I, I think, but they were all fantastic, and not one person, not one person has said, "Oh, why did you stop drinking?" or "Don't be silly, carry on." Not one person said that to me. Everybody was very supportive, because I think mm. deep down they kind of looked at me and realized that I do drink too much, and I probably do have a bit of a problem with alcohol. But nobody wants to say that, you know, as as it's such a soft point, or it's, it's so normalized and so stigma, stigmatized at the same time. Yeah, um, yeah. But for me, um, I don't think I could have stopped on my own. I think these doctors' words helped me incredibly. I think, I think for me, in my situation, I don't know about anybody else, but when somebody tells you your drinking is not normal, mm. well, that was a real awakening for me, and I was like, really do you think so and she was like absolutely <sighs> and it came as a complete shock to me because you know as as we we do as mothers we there's such a if you look on facebook there's mothers jokes every day about mo mom needs some wine and these massive wine glasses and and i was exactly just like that racing home to pour my first glass of wine at five o'clock and mm. and um yeah and, and 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 i thought i was normal but when you realize now that that it wasn't normal yeah yeah it's only until you get out of the the cycle isn't it that you realize that actually it wasn't normal at all Absolutely. i was in a vicious cycle for 10 years more than 10 years mm. just keep the cycle going because when you you know when you when you have when you feel bad the next day because you haven't because you've had a big party, the best way to get rid of that is to just pour yourself another glass of wine. And that's exactly what I did and, and um, for, for many years. And we try and defend alcohol because we think alcohol is our friend. But we yeah. will, if somebody, maybe somebody did say to me, as it, I think my friend once did say to me, maybe you shouldn't drink so much. And I was like, oh, please, it's not the drinking. And yeah. you were defending it's never the drinking, is it? Yeah, and, and it actually is. It actually, you think it's your friend, but it's actually your worst enemy. Mm. So yeah. that was a big realization for me as well. So how does it feel then now that you're not in that vicious cycle anymore? How does it feel to be free? Yeah, it's great. I mean, we all, sometimes you still have bad days, you have good days, you 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 have days when you feel feel moody, you have days when you don't. But But I think with when you're drinking, those feelings are just exasperated they, they exaggerated yeah. incredibly we all have bad moods but i think when you when you combine that with a, a hangover or it's a million times worse and mm -hmm. uh, yeah and i think i think um it was it was just uh because i mean i, I think i did think about i think that you, you do know deep down that you have a, a problem but you, you wish it away and you say, no, it can't be me. That, that's not me because this word alcohol or alcohol dependent or alcoholic as, as, as nobody likes to be called. It's just such a, it's such a, a stigma around it. And you, yeah. and you brush it off and you brush it off. And, and at the back of my mind, I, I kind of knew, I thought this drinking is not normal. But, but you make every excuse. Mm. You make excuses when you're happy, excuses when you're sad. So... Um, yeah, that's that's what I did for ten for ten plus years. Wow, wow. And what's the best thing about your life now then? The best thing about my life is is I 
I'm just living from, I'm living more in the present. Mm. Um, my children, my children benefit. I'm not, as they call, as they say, I'm not so moody anymore. Um, yeah. I, I'm more, I'm more with them in the evenings. I mean, before at, at five, six o'clock, I was already on half a bottle of wine. Um, yeah, sometimes I, I would hardly remember putting them to bed, to be, to be quite honest. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just, I'm just learning how to deal with everyday stresses in a normal way instead of numbing it with a bottle of wine. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly the same as because alcohol is so normalized that people think it's okay to numb it with a bottle of wine, but you don't see people going, going home and shooting up a, an, arm, an armful of heroin. So yeah. it's exactly the same thing, exactly mm. the same thing. But 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 wine is such a pretty, comes in beautiful bottles and alcohol is all pretty and, and accepted, especially amongst women at the moment. Yeah. And that's, and my eyes have been so opened and, and that's why I'll, I'll just continue to, to make, make women, especially, I know men also suffer, of course, but it, my heart is very close to, 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 its effect on women and how, especially us as as moms, and yeah, because um, every time I go out, I, I look at women and I think that was me a year and a half ago. That was me, mm-hmm. and you know you've got to realize it for yourself. Nobody can really tell you. Um, well, they can, but but it's often it's often a realization for yourself, and for me, a professional added to that realization. So mm-hmm. I think I'm very lucky, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. What did you do when you reached a year of um, not drinking alcohol? Because you're what, 15, 16 months now? Is that right? Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm going on to 16 months. I um. I actually did a tattoo. I have. I have a friend who whose husband's a very quite a well-known tattoo artist here in Cape Town, and he offered oh. for he offered to do a tattoo for me, um, but I was. Um, I didn't know what to do and I was googling tattoos and yeah I, I, I wanted writing yeah I knew I wanted I love words so I knew I wanted some some sort of writing but I didn't know what and and then I just remember I remember watching the movie Invictus the one the one about Nelson Mandela mm. and it was his um, centenary of his life this year in July the 100 years since he was born and there was a lot of hype around him and he He's just such a great man, and and I love the words of the poem that he that he used to read in prison, and it's so symbolic because that, even though he wasn't an addict, it, it kept him it kept him going in prison. These words, mm. uh, so the words are: "I am a master of my fate. I am the captain. I am the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul." So when I feel a bit a bit down, I, I look at my arm, and and it and it just makes me aware that this is this has been my my decision i've done this and whatever's happening in my life i can't control it yes so, so that that was a very poignant words for me yeah could we have a look if you don't yes. mind get this stand up can you see yeah oh joe that's beautiful wow it's quite big <laughs> Yes, it is quite big, um, but I think these words will never get old. So even when I'm an old yeah. woman of 90, I can yeah. still look at my wrinkling arm and um, <laughs> take, take some comfort from the words, I think, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, what a brilliant idea. It's lovely. Um, what, because a lot of people ask me this as well, when you stop drinking, what do you drink instead? What have you chosen that you like? Well, in the beginning, I was, of course, a big fan of these alcohol-free drinks. Like, mm. we have a nice one here in, in, in South Africa, a nice um, alcohol-free wine. And I used to drink alcohol-free beer and anything alcohol-free. But I don't know. I think, to be honest, now I just drink lime and soda at home or I'll drink, a, I'll drink some water with some lemon. Um, yes. So the, the alcohol-free <laughs> to be honest just wore off a little bit for me mm -hmm. and in fact the wine the wine I didn't really like at all I, I just thought what is the point because I think I used to drink for the completely wrong reasons obviously <laughs> um, so I mean I probably never liked the taste of wine I just liked the effect yeah. um, in fact in fact one person I was talking to said um, oh she loves the taste of wine and I'll but, you know, she obviously can stop after one drink or one glass. And I was like, oh, well, I actually don't think I ever liked the taste of wine. Um, I just like the effect. So the alcohol-free wine, I didn't really like it. I prefer just to drink water, to be honest. So, mm -hmm. so I'm quite happy with that. And it's, yeah. it's much cheaper as well. Exactly. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I ask you what advice you would give to somebody then who's watching this and thinking, yes, Joe, I know what you're saying, I agree with everything, but I can't do it, or I'm not sure I want to do it. What would you say to that person? I'd say you absolutely can do it, and um, you have to find something that's going to keep you accountable for your not drinking. So for me, it was my blog and my writing, but if you if you want to get fit and you or you want to lose weight, or you want to run a marathon, or you want to do absolutely anything, you need to you need to try and find something that you absolutely cannot do whilst drinking. Yeah. So, for example, I'm training for this marathon, and I cannot drink while I'm training. And then after the marathon, do another marathon if you have to, have to or climb a, climb a mountain. Do absolutely anything that's going to hold you accountable. Um, mm -hmm. It's going to make you a better parent, or... <laughs> or better absolutely anything and and just take it take it small steps at a time don't say to yourself you're never going to drink again take it 30 days 30 days 30 days 10 days mm -hmm. and then and then have a look and re re-establish your how do you think to yourself how how do you feel etc and and there's no ways you will feel worse yes <laughs> Okay, you will. You might feel a bit a bit bad in the first two weeks. You might, depending on how much you drink, have a bit of headaches, etc. It's your body's way of detoxing. Mm. But but I don't think anybody after thirty days will say, "Oh, I wish I hadn't have done this. I wish I had carried on drinking." I don't think anybody in the history of stopping this, stopping drinking, would would say would say something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, it and you like have to stop. I mean, I I threw myself. I. I didn't stop going to parties or bars or restaurants or social gatherings. I went okay. on, on a big overseas trip to New Zealand without drinking. I've been to weddings. I've been to funerals. I've never once cancelled a commitment because of alcohol. In fact, for me, it feels it feels good to be to be around it, to watch other people and how silly they act. And I used to ask my husband, "Did I act like that?" And he would say, "Yes, you did. Worse." Mm. And 
and, and, and actually makes me feel fantastic going home at 10 o'clock and knowing that these people are going to not feel good the next day and I am and not that I don't want that to sound like in a selfish way but um, you know when you watch people start drinking and they're having their first one or two glasses of wine it looks fantastic and it looks nice and celebratory but will they stop at two glasses probably not no no. And they'll probably feel it, it won't. It probably won't end too well. For, won't end well, and they'll feel bad the next day. And for me, just being able to say, okay, I'm going home now, and at ten o'clock, a decent time, and going home and getting into bed and going to sleep and waking up, remembering everything and not having made a fool out of myself is actually the best reward ever. Yeah, yeah, that's so true as well because often it's. It's the thought of having a glass of wine that is appealing. But in reality, the thought, you know, disappears quite quickly. But then if you do, like you said, and play the movie forward, then that thought is just, you know, insignificant. And it's so much better if you don't. I have, yeah, I have had those thoughts. I've had those thoughts often. And, and your mind tries to trick you. That's what alcohol does. Yeah. Oh, just just have one drink, or, or or maybe I should just have I can just have a, a an Irish coffee because that's that's not really a drink. <laughs> yeah, and that's what what your mind t tells you. And and I actually did come very close a few times. Mm. And then you actually have to have this click in you and say and and you have to say to yourself, don't be silly. Um, don't don't do it. Just play it forward. Think of tomorrow. And that's what I have I had to do a lot. Um, mm. It's not easy at all. You you have to. I mean, you think you think you're sacrificing, but if you look if you look at the big picture, you're actually not sacrificing. You're benefiting. So that's yeah. what I also say to people: just think of the benefits and don't think of the sacrifice. And and that that for me has been has been has been what I what I what I do when when I feel like maybe mm. having a drink, and you just got to play it forward. Yeah. Yeah. Because the benefits are huge, aren't they? When you think about it. No, the benefits the benefits are, are, are huge, absolutely huge, and and um, sometimes it doesn't feel like it. But but if you look at the big picture, and if I look at my life in the in the past year, what I've done, and uh, you know, and I think I've done, I've accomplished quite a bit in my life with my degree, and I've had a poem published. But I think I think this has just been the best, the most. The most amazing, rewarding thing I've ever done in my entire life is to to quit alcohol, to quit this mm. this hold, this thing that was hovering over me for for, for many, many, many years, for twenty years. Wow. Um, um, to to actually break that chain and be free of it is actually incredible. It is. Um, and that's what I would say to people: just give yourself a chance, give yourself a mm. chance to get rid of this awful thing that's holding you back. Because that's what it is. Um, yeah. End of the day, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. and, we, yeah. and we don't ask to be addicted to something. It just happens. And and just to talk about it and be open about it and not hide it has been also very freeing for me. Some yeah. people talk about it and that's fine. Not everybody's. Some people are private about it. But for me, for me, it's been, I'd say, I'd say, that much easier because I talk about it and because I've decided to go on Facebook about it and 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 that's that's the only way I could do it is to actually be accountable and just put it all out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wow. 
What does the future hold then for you, Jill? What's next? Um, I'll, I would, because of the response I received from my blog, um, people coming to me and people asking me how I've done it and, and people generally chatting and and saying I've had complete strangers come to me. I've had I've had acquaintances. I've had friends, and mm. and I just it just it feels absolutely amazing to be able to share my experience with these people and for them to actually say at the end of that chat, thank you, Joe. You've really helped me, or what you said today resonated with me, and 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 I found that so rewarding for me as well. It helps me just as much as it helps them. Yeah, so I love to go into a more formal formal sort of addiction counseling at some point um no concrete plans as yet but i think if somebody talks to a person that's going through it and has gone through it is that much more relatable for them than to be talking to somebody that hasn't yes that's that's, true. that's what i would love to do going forward um mm. sometime in the future yeah oh it's all very exciting to keep us posted Joe. i will <laughs> okay just before we go um if there's one piece of advice that you would give to anybody watching you, what would it be? I'd say just do it. Absolutely. Um, just, just start this journey and it is incredibly excruciatingly tough at times, mm. and, but it does, does get easier and it's still tough for me at times, but just to, just to give yourself a chance and, and, and not drink for even if it's for two days and then another two days and another two days and another two days and and you'll see how much your life will improve in every possible way from sleeping better to to taking yeah. better care of your body to being more there with your family being a better a better wife a better a better mother a better friend um there's no I don't think anybody has any negative things to say about not drinking, except maybe the first two or three weeks when your body probably is wondering what's going on here. Where's this drug yeah. I keep? Where's that drug? And yeah. that's normal. I mean, if you stop, if you stop eating sugar, that same thing will happen. You'll mm. get headaches. You'll get, you'll get a bit moody. But once that passes, I don't think anybody has ever said, "I wish, I wish I could, I wish I." I, I read something on Facebook actually that said. Nobody has ever said, I wish I had drunk last night. That's a good point. That's very true. So that yeah. if you just keep that saying in your head, um, and if you, and if people want to stay away from alcohol and bars and clubs and, and social gatherings, then that's what they must do. Mm -hmm. that's, that's because everybody's different on this journey. I mean, I decided to just carry on and go to the pubs and just be, be immersed in it and just, to be able to say no thank you or I don't drink or to sit there with my lime and soda for me is perfect. It feels it feels good. But some people might might not want to do that and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. I think you need to find what, what is gonna work for you. Um because yeah. this is a personal journey, not, not we are not all the same at all on this, especially on a journey like this. So exactly. some yeah. people do rigorous exercise, some people stay we'll stay in bed for a month I, I don't know whatever's going to work for you i would say but number one is just start just start on day one i also read day one or one day you decide so yeah i'll say yeah. day one definitely. definitely definitely yeah oh well thank you so much joe for sharing that with us
Thank you, um, Great. You're welcome. If anybody wants to catch up with Joe on Facebook, just go to Coins in a Jar and there you'll find her. And if you'd like to keep in touch with Sober Bliss and uh, keep in touch with the lovely interviews that I'll be doing with other people and regular updates, then just sign up to the newsletter. But do check out Joe on Facebook. Thank you so much, Joe. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Gail. You're welcome. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then please share and subscribe. For more help and support, go to the Sober Bliss website, soberbliss.com. Connect with me on social media and learn how I can help you quit drinking and start living.